And we're live. We're going. Welcome to the show, guys. Um, it's been a while. It's been a while. What's What's been new with you? You're I'm, not twenty years twenty I'm, years old anymore, no, so you can't 21. use that hashtag. No. So no one cares about your age anymore right. when you're twenty one. It's, it's irrelevant. You're like a full grown adult by then now. Um. Get your ass back in that. Go. <laughs> Go. What the fuck? a guest appearance. Yeah, guest appearance from whoever that was. Look, three-year-olds want to know the secrets too. Two. Yeah. Well, what are the secrets, Sean? Since you are the one and only Coach Slee. Slee strength. Slee strength. So, the, should we just start off with the secrets? I. You know what? That's what, that's what they came here All for. Right. We're going to go back and forth with the secrets of how to get a, a, a mediocre total. What, what was that's a, what I have. What would a mediocre total be? 15 to 18? 15 to 1750. I don't know. I think anyone can get anyone can get a 1500 pound total, I think. Yeah, I agree with that. Um So the first secret is max out every day you know that's that's a lot it's very similar to the uh the lithuanian training style that they used in the 80s where they would max out daily um daddy yes where's where's uh jasmine um inside the charger go get her okay Okay. all right and, uh, you know, max out every day. All three, the three big lifts, once a week. Just load that sucker up and, and go. Just get after it. Technique, not important. Well, no, not at 100%. No. It never is. You really want to work on technique when you're near the 50%. Like speed work. That's when you remember it. Speed work is best almost always done. Um you really just want to do speed work all the time and you want to use loose form because then when your form is good which will miraculously just happen yeah it'll be there on meat day it'll be there on meat day and your body has gotten used to this um it's called um hyper hyperdodactyl training and so so one of the things they do at west side is speed work only and they only they only will do the heavy weights for instagram so back in the um, that's why they use the band 80s yeah because they're not really that strong yeah the bands are not hard no those those are just you know anyone can lift rubber bands think about it guys let's be logical um the thing with the bands is you never want to know exactly how much you're doing yeah, because the number you just want to make the number up for Instagram. So if it's a red band, call it call it two hundred band tension. You know, even though you've got a five fifty deadlift and you've got a say a four fifty bar weight for um, one inch rack pulls. You know, you can put you know eight hundred pounds of bands on there, and that's that's reasonable. Yeah. Um, you know, rack pulls are one of the best exercises, the one-inch rack pull. It translates to the, every lift, and especially the deadlift. 
Um, you don't even really need to deadlift. You just you you master the one inch rack pull from, and when I say one inch rack pull, that's that's one inch from where your hands meet your thighs. So go one inch lower, and that's the one inch rack pull. And that's a secret. If you ask any of my clients that have been, you know, I've gotten ever since I launched, you know, started taking clients, yeah. um, which has been awesome so far. Um, one inch rack pull. That's almost all. That's almost the only exercise we do. Is the one inch rack pull. Just every day. Basically. That's fucking crazy. Um, that's a secret. It's a. Now that makes sense though, because I was watching this video of these WWE superstars. Um, apparently, he's the strongest guy in WWE at the moment, and he goes, "All right, if you follow me today, we're gonna deadlift." And then he walks over to a power rack and he rack pulls. And he said, "You can lift. You know, it, it gets you stronger everywhere. Yeah, but it saves your lower back. And you got to save the lower back. It's all about saving the lower um, back. Like you don't lift to not save the lower back. Right. Doing something wrong here. I think you're you're waiting too long between puffs. You think so? Yeah." Continue. Elaborate on this lower back theory. <clears throat> well, so if you think about it, your lower back doesn't need to be that strong for anything. So if you're constantly using it and strengthening it, you're going to strain it because it's not that well, strong. Well, I would well, see a big thing with deadlifts is make sure. I see some people and they'll they'll just lock their their torso in place and their pull they'll they'll pull their their lats and their shoulder blades toward their back pockets so mm -hmm. to speak and that is incorrect right what you want to do That's is what, like Yuri um, Belkin right you yeah. want to you want a loose upper body mm -hmm. loose um, thoracic extension yeah and um, you want to you want to initiate the pull because when you're tight that's when you pull things right when you initiate the pull you want to do it from a they call it in Italy you know because it's Italy the spaghetti arm position mm-hmm um, you don't want to lock your arms out. You want to be uh, the, the, the spaghetti arm position. Yeah. And um, and you want to initiate the pull with your lower back. If you makes sense. Right. I've I've they've always said, and it's true. If you can walk out of the gym after even going over fifty percent on deadlifts, you've done something wrong. Yeah. That, look you at Ronnie go, Coleman. Go hard enough. The best deadlifter of all time. Mm -hmm. And and what's now he can. Now he needs a new spine, basically. So that's obvious. That's what you want to do. Yeah. You know, and it all goes back. His injuries are from deadlifting. Yeah. And you want to do like a twisting, jerking, motion. right? Quick. Um, you know, gripping. Another rip. technique that I recently saw, and this is, I think this is a. It's an Alaskan technique, mm -hmm. or wherever this girl is from. Whenever you always, you know, people say you want to drive out of the hole on your squats. Oh, you know what I'm talking no about. Yeah. You were at the seminar where this was discussed. Yeah. The clinic. What is the what is the technique? Uh, well, from what was explained, it seems as though when you're in the bottom in the hole, and your head is in a neutral position, you want to throw your head back like you're taking a shot. Yeah. As fast and as quickly as possible. So if I said to you. When you're in the hole, when you when you initiate coming up, 
jerk your head back mm-hmm. as far like you're trying to snap your own neck like a chicken. Right. And, and that what, will... That will thrust you that up. That will... That momentum will help you complete the squat. Yeah. And... Um, I just don't know how you would squat any other way. We've only covered two lists. We haven't talked about benching yet. Well, the secret to benching is, uh, one, doesn't matter what federation you're in, you want to put your heels on the fucking ground. Right. If Or you, and you want to start when your heel's on the bench first, though. Yeah, you want to, like, to get set up. Because right. that's a sign of a, an elite bencher. Right. That guy knows what he's doing. Um, it doesn't matter if he's doing... You know, 100 kilos, 200 kilos, 300 kilos, feet on the bench. Um, we yeah. They call it the Charlie Murphy method. Charlie Murphy. Made famous by, you know, Rick James. You know, you know where Rick James went in at Eddie Murphy's house and right. said, fuck your couch. You know, they and then it, it was like, okay. The Charlie Murphy Murphy method, right, and that was how Feet that was born. So that's just that's just the beginning. Yeah, and there's you want arching. Eh. Can you literally can have spinal detachment if you have any kind of arch? Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen guys die. On, it's cheating. It's at that. number one. It is cheating, but you're only cheating your the rest of your life, right? Because you you're gonna break, die. You will break your. There back. will be, and it won't be from deadlifting. No, it will be from benching because you tried to use an arch. Um, I posted on my story. I've been working on my technique, um, and as you can see in the in the story, no arch, none, none. Leg drive. This is one of the most misunderstood terms in powerlifting. Leg drive does not mean um, try to get your legs as tight as you can and drive your heels toward the ground because it creates more thoracic extension, which is arch. Which is, um, yeah. which is not what you want. No. What you want to do, and I've done it actually, and I'm proud to say this, is you want to you really, like, on, on your way up, you want to pump your feet as strong as you can like just pump them just pump them just sit there and and pump them and you don't want to say you're doing one rep the more pumps in the rep you do the better so let's say you're going on a max attempt you know if you can get four quick pumps that's a you got you never you'll never miss that lift no um and i don't see a lot of guys doing that these days yeah i see a lot of people they they kind of when they arch they bring it lower and that puts a lot of strain on your shoulders. So what I like—it's a bench do is press. I like if it to, didn't go. I like to elbows out. Elbows come straight down. You want to be just above 180. your nipple line, right? Horizontal. If your elbows aren't horizontal, um, you're number one. You're cheating. Yeah. And uh, yourself because you're just gonna get hurt. Right. So, um, as far as you know, tr- getting ready for a meet goes, you know, we've we've done a couple of meets. You've done more than me, actually. I'm nine. Yeah. You know, you always, you never want to squat to depth in training. Well, it's a waste. If you're just, you're going to hurt yourself. Yeah. You're overexerting your body. You only get, Louis Simmons said this. Louis, you only get so many heavy lifts. No, right. no, no. 
Ed Cohen said. That. Yeah, you, you only, only get, get so, so many, many singles. You only get so many singles in your life. Why and waste a single at death on fucking? Training? Why? Why would you do a? And and then if he had if he had kept talking, I bet he would have said. So if you're gonna, if you only have so many singles, why would you take a set of five to death? Right. It's the same concept. Fucking stupid. It's the same concept, really. So, um, but what I've seen is usually depth is always there in the meet, especially if you're in raps. Yeah. Usually the raps will pull you into the hole. They have like, um, kind of, it's kind of like two magnets. Well, that, and the, the theory is, you know, you're going for a third heavy attempt. And if you're in raps, that's obviously more weight than you can squat without them. Right. So... If you train your whole training without wraps, when you get to wraps, that extra weight will push you into the hole. I'm not a big fan of training um, not in wraps ever. If you are, if you compete in wraps, you should never do any kind of raw or sleeve work. I just okay. think you're confusing your body. Okay, so and like fifty percent and up, you use. Fuck! If you're if if you're squatting, wrap. Rap, 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 rap. Okay. Um, and you know what? That makes sense. And, and confuse, it does. Why confuse yourself? You you hate, and a lot of people talk about muscle confusion. It's the opposite when you're getting ready for any kind of meat. You mm-hmm. want to train your body. Um, to rely on to what it knows. become yeah. one with the wraps. Yep. So, I'm a huge proponent of that. Okay. Um, on bench, never do a pause. Um, pre pre meet. Okay. So let's say you're getting ready for your first meet, and you've never paused a damn thing in your life. Don't do it now. Yeah, why well, start? Don't now. do it before the meet. Fucking stupid. Um, that's part of the excitement, right? Of doing a meet. You know, you're gonna do all these new things. You're gonna do that pause. You're gonna have to do the pause for the first time. But but if your body's not even gonna be, if you think about it, your body might get nervous. Yeah. So if you just kind of can. Spring it on your body, you won't even know what's happening. Well, and what I like to do is, if you feel really good going into this meet, and you know warm ups feel great, you still never paused in your life. Do the first and second attempts. Don't pause them. Yeah. Why waste the fucking pause on the That's first a, and second? Those are really just, just second and third warm ups. And then on that third attempt, yeah. since you know you got it in the bag, just pause that one. That's all that counts. So when it comes to it, selecting attempts, I've always I feel like I'm pretty good at it. Okay. Um, I've helped people. I've done it myself. Yep. And, um, you want to. It's usually best to choose your attempts under the influence of drugs. Three weeks, three months out of the meet. Three months out. Three months out. Okay. You want to you want to do whatever is going to get you as as just the, if you can find something. That makes you completely hallucinate. That's when you want to pick your attempts. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, that's what. That's what. That's um, when you're more one with your body. That's when you would right. know. Like my body can handle. You know the the uh, English powerlifter Lawrence Brown. Right. You've heard of him, of course. Look, if you haven't heard of Lawrence Brown, don't even listen to this. He's a big proponent of that. Yeah. Um. So what he'll do is. He'll take peyote, and then he'll take um, what's the one that Joe Rogan wrote? DMT. DMT together. Everyone. And 
he'll do that and he'll go in the woods and that's when he'll make his attempts three months out um, and never no matter what if you deviate from what you selected that's your mind trying to trick you yeah you got to be the master of your own mind if your mind's saying no this is crazy i've never done you know say your max is your previous best is 450 and you're like okay 500 opener that's doubt that's doubt coming into your mind and you don't want you can't listen to it fuck the doubt fuck the doubt you know krill sarich's best bench was 425 Right. And he went into that and opened at like 680. He said 661, 300 kilos. Yeah. Um, opened. It's, it's a big belief thing. Yeah. And I'm a huge, you know, if whatever you think you can do, you can do. Yeah. When I was five years old, I had watched Superman. And I went outside and my neighbors were in their car. And I jumped behind the car and... They didn't know I was there. And I was like, I am. I believe I can stop this car from backing out. Yeah. And I was like, because I am Superman. I believe I am. So, you know, you it's going to happen. And so what happened was uh, they just backed right over me. <laughs> they, they just backed right over me and crushed my leg and my foot. So it doesn't work that way unfortunately well so i had a story um relatively similar and it's not does it involve smoking crack before you make your 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 attempts <laughs> it, it's on the same lines it's on the same basis so it's basically you can do anything you put your mind to you just can't tell yourself you can't do right. it right and so there are these two kids that are playing on the ice on this lake and the youngest one was um, pushing his older brother around. The older brother fell through the ice. And so the kid was beating on the ice trying to break it, and he couldn't. And so he looks over and sees a tree, runs over, climbs a tree, and breaks off a huge branch, and then beats the ice with the branch to save his brother. Yeah. Paramedics come, and they're like, how the hell did he do that? It's a massive branch and a little kid. And this old dude goes, I can tell you how he did it. They're like, how? He goes, there's no one around to tell him he couldn't. That Amen. kid was on drugs. That's the real story. And he said, you know what? I could break this ice because I could total 2K right yeah. now. Yeah. Right the fuck now. And don't ever let anyone tell you you can't. Yeah. So fuck that. you're getting ready for your first meet, and you've never even, let's say, hypothetically deadlifted 500 pounds. And you're like, I'm going to open with seven. Don't tell. Don't believe anyone that says you can't. Fuck that person. They're just trying to be a downer. Um, somebody says, yeah, I'm going to be in the WWE in a year, and I've never wrestled ever before. And all that person says is, you know, it might, it might I believe you can down the road. I, I truly believe it. But it in probably. A year? Probably not. Because, like, those, that's a technical skill. Like, they're not going to put no. untrained. But, but fuck that guy. Don't be he's that. not in the WWE. He's, he doesn't he know what the fuck, fuck he's talking, talking about. about. And that comes with coaches, too. That's a six-month road. If your coach is not does not hold an, an all-time world record, you don't want them. Because they know how to do it. Aren't, aren't you a coach? I, I was shy to say that I am because I don't have an all-time world record. Okay. But, uh, but you coach people. 
Well, the thing about old time world records, coaching is a mild term. What I do is I write some shit down on a napkin. I write the five by five program on a napkin and I mail it to them, <laughs> and I say, "Have at it." And I so, take their money, and, and so then I go you, to France. And so, what do you charge? Anywhere between seven and nine hundred dollars every month. It's all about finding the right clients. Jesus Christ. And that's why, where are we right now? Where are we? We're in fucking Malta. And that's why we're here. So that was your jet. Yeah, that's why it said sleeve strength on the side. Fuck. (laughs) God, I need to get in the coaching business. I thought this was Honolulu. It looks similar. Have you ever been to Honolulu? No. It looks very similar to this. Everyone goes there. Yeah. Not everyone goes to Malta. Yeah. That's why it explains why the flight was a little bit longer. So, if you take those concepts that we've discussed here today, and you implement them in your life, and everywhere. I and you and it didn't it doesn't just apply to powerlifting. It's everywhere. It's life. Work. If your boss tells you you can't do something, fuck that guy. You know, I need your boss says, "Where's your report?" Fuck you. That's what you say. <laughs> and you tell him, I don't have to do the report. No. Because you're not my dad. Because we're, we're both humans. You're not on a level above me. No. You're not a god. Mm-hmm. You're just another man. So fuck your report. And then you go back to your... You do, your, you do whatever the fuck you want. Say, you go, go back to watching it. porn in your office. Mm-hmm. And your boss comes and says, hey, what are you doing? Because you're playing with yourself. Mm-hmm. You just say, what are you doing? Why are you watching me, fag? Why are you watching fag? <laughs> and that's how you got to live your life. Yeah. Just, just own that shit. So what do you think about all this talk of Area 51? Area 51. It's real. It is real. The aliens are there. Well, okay. That's a given. But what do you what do you think about these people going there? There's people posting pictures of the plane tickets. I mean, people I are mean, showing up. If I didn't have responsibilities, I'd be there. Right. I'd be the first guy running across the desert. Well, so my thing, storm it. my thing is, it's not like they have. So here's what we know about Area 51. Mm-hmm. Here's what we know it's not. Area 51 is not an Air Force weapons training base. It is not that. No, it's a test center. For aliens. Well, so there's... It's a reverse engineering center for alien technology. Correct. It's not somewhere the Air Force develops weapons and tests them. So, correct, but also not correct. So there's Area 51, then there's subsections of Area 51. Um, there is a section where they actually... They, they, they test flew and basically created, I believe it was the F-18, and then also the, what is that big black one, big black plane? The F-18 um, that is a fighter jet. The big black one. You know what I'm talking about? They have the Nighthawk. That's the black one. Is that the Nighthawk? It's not a fighter jet, it's a bomber. Right. Yeah, it's super stealth. Yeah, Um, stealth. And they can only use it for, you know very short period of time because once that technology got out every country 
they there were flaws in it. Yeah. And every country copied it, and then they saw what the flaws were. But they developed that shit before the uh, in the eighties and in yeah. the late the late seventies. It, it worked well for about ten years. So they de- they rolled it out right before the Gulf War, and people were like, "This is some alien fucking shit." You know, coincidence? I think not. You so, seen the movie Independence Day? Uh, yeah. You know that is no, it's with Will Smith. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. That is based on um, what they found. Yeah, right. And, and if anyone disagrees, come come see me. Yeah, we'll talk about we'll it. We'll fight. We'll debate with our fists. So I saw they cleared thirty acres. One of these restaurants, these companies, because there's there's a strip of of road where there's like a alien themed restaurant. And then, it's like, a gift shop. It's a kind of alien theme for people that go to visit Area 51 and shit. Which, they don't let you in. No. But. They, but I bet you if, you if you gave them a 20, they would. Apparently, they cleared 30 acres of land. And they're setting up stages to have, like, campgrounds and, uh, and bands play. Right. So, when all these people do show up and they're unable to get into the actual Area 51, they can go do something. And I think that's fucking brilliant. I think it should be alien themed. Yeah. They should pay little midgets to dress up. My only issue with that is, is those people are probably going to get disappointed, the ones setting this up, because all these people, they're going to get into Area 51 successfully. I think so. I have no doubt that they, when you get enough good-minded people together for a cause, you can do anything. So if you get, you know, say a thousand of the, of the best, the intellectuals, Mm -hmm. you know. We're talking to guys that are. You think only a thousand that show up? fifty that are fifty years old, you know, and they live in, you know, they they just they all they do is alien stuff all day in their basement, right. their mom's basement. Those are the kind of guys that are going to make the impact here. Um, and I think they will they will get in there, and they will let us know what's really going on. I, I hope they live stream. That's I saw 2019. I saw they live streamed uh, from a drone. They were live streaming um, different ways to get into Area 51. They were they posted up on this mountain and had this fucking super camera, and they uh, they zoomed in real close and they could see, you know, the trucks and tanks and shit down there. Tanks. Apparently, they had some tanks. They So. <clears throat> Shits and giggles. 1.1 million people said they're going to go. Shits and giggles, let's say 200,000 show up. Do you think the U.S. Air Force is going to fire on U.S. citizens to keep them out of the base? There's no way the U.S. Air Force will have any chance against 100,000 people. I think they would, though. No, no way. No way the U.S. Air Force is that strong. Air, are you being sarcastic? Air, air power right? is the most. Un, it's so the most overrated thing it's, in war. Okay, so you're joking. Because look at World War Two. Right. We burned down literally every major city in in Germany. Mm-hmm. Didn't have an impact. Okay. What about Japan? We dropped two atomic. Bo- <laughs> if you want, I mean. 
if you do want to be serious for a second. Yeah, I do want to be serious. Um, do us think? actually dropping atomic bombs had almost had very little to do with Japan surrendering. Because they we dropped the first one and they did nothing. We dropped the second one and they did nothing. The reason they surrendered is because the Soviet Union was coming. That is why they surrendered. I they, were, they were on the Soviet Union side. Hmm? No. Were? Soviet Union was on our side. And they had got done beating Germany in, in May of 45. And they turned their attention to Japan. Because, is that true? Yeah. Soviet Union was just trying to... They were, we killed like 500,000 people. No, we killed probably more than that. Japan did not care. Japan did not give a shit. What they didn't want was so Japan controlled bull- by the Soviet Union. So all those bullshit quotes by those generals saying they were frightened by America's bullshit? Because that's diehard American. I'm sure case. they were frightened, but that is not why they surrendered. Okay. They surrendered because the Soviet Union was coming, and they did, they knew they had they had already been beaten way back in just the last couple months by the Soviet Union, and they could not be stopped. They had no chance, and they did not want the Soviet Union taking over Japan, and they would have. That's interesting. 